0: Hello and welcome to the Develop Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Gilbert, and in this podcast, I speak with practitioners from across the world, bringing you insight into the international development sector. In this episode, I'm speaking with Violet Maria. Violet is the Sustainable Livelihoods Advisor for Said UK. Vila is currently working with territories across Africa in developing their water and sanitation programs and has a huge amount of experience, especially in sand dams. So I thought it would be a good idea just to ask her a little bit more about that, about what sand dams are, how they work, and especially how they involve local people. Well, Violet, thank you very much for spending some time with me on this podcast. And it's always great speaking to you because you have such a wealth of knowledge around your just the area of water, sanitation, agriculture, and you've worked in this area for, for many years, and especially with the Salvation Army. So you really understand what it means in a Salvation Army context. Now, one of the things that we've been regularly working on you know, for years now, is uh, supporting sand dams.
1: Thank you, Ben. And always a privilege talking to you and talking about sand dams. But just to begin, a sand dam is simply um, rainwater harvesting technology. It composes of a masonry stone wall that is constructed across seasonal riverbed. Um, And what happens is, as the rain falls, it collects um, some of the water that is filtered through the sand. And in a way, the wall uh, serves as a reservoir. It bars some of the water flowing through the river and also harvests the sand that could be uh, flown in the river. And that uh, becomes a reservoir that stores water. And uh, within one or four rainy seasons, the dam fills with the sand and a single sand dam can store up to 40 million liters of water in a way that can provide safe and clean water to over 1,000 people in in a community over years. Uh, The beauty about sand dam is that the technology is very simple. It's very low cost and also low uh, maintenance technology that is used. And it includes the ownership by the community because they, they are involved in the actual construction of the Sunder. So they participate, they solve their local problem of the need of water um, together. And uh, in all our sandam projects, you know, we provide a very holistic, uh, we adopt a very holistic approach where we not only uh, aim to provide water by the construction of the sandam, but we also work with the communities so that they can adopt some of the climate, uh, smart agricultural te- techniques, like the use of uh, conservation. We work with them to, to learn some of the skills on how to improve the health of their soil, doing simple, simple things like terracing, uh, ensuring that the soil is covered in mulch so that it is uh, it is not eroded. We also work with the communities so that they are able to uh, adopt to growing suitable crops. Uh, most of our sand dams are in very arid uh, regions. Um, and in these um, regions, they, they receive very low rainfall. So by training the community how to adopt to uh, drought-tolerant crops, which we provide, we also help them to make use of the water that is already uh, provided in the dam. They use it to irrigate um, small gardens where they grow fruits and vegetables for nutrition. Um, they also established tree nurseries along the riverbeds. And in a way, they bring the whole diversity and recreate their riverbed, which has a trickle effect on the whole community environment. We also work with them to promote um, their, their economic uh, capacity. We help them establish village loans and saving groups where they can uh, pro- they can save and uh, loan each other and uh, they can use that money to invest in other pressing issues like it could be education it could be buying uh seeds to grow in their in their communities we also work with them to address uh energy poverty we know most of their communities where we work um they need a lot of a tree. They cut a lot of trees in order to get fuel. So we work with them to address how do they reduce the the consumption of the fuel in a way. How do they start using energy efficient cooking stoves so that they have health better health outcomes as they cook within their communities and also that they can preserve some of the forestry.
0: It's incredible actually because I I asked the one question what is a sand dam and I and just in the way that you're explaining it is so rich in terms of the impact that it has on a whole community but there's just one thing I wanted to pick up on Violet in what you said there you said that sand dams would normally involve a community and and, and they have real ownership of it now I can imagine that that is a real approach that we take as the Salvation Army but could you just unpack that a little bit more what does it mean and what approach is that where there is actual ownership by the local community?
1: Uh, What uh, we do, we work with communities first to identify the suitable sites where a sandam can be constructed and they come together as a community and agree. What are we going to provide so that we can realize our dream of solving our water problem? And in most of the arid areas, um, sandam is the best methodology to use to, to, to access water. And the community comes together they mobilize themselves to collect Mm -hmm. all the construction materials that are required, which are locally available. They have lots of sand, lots of stones, and uh, they also look for water, which will be useful for the construction of the sundown. Mm -hmm. And what we just provide is the technical uh, expertise. One uh, skilled uh, masonry who works with the community and the community, literally the young, the old, everyone men women come together and they pick stones and put together to make the, the the reinforced mastering wall so in a way they participate with their time they give their time they give their their local resources that they own and they also manage they have a management uh, committee that ensures that everything pertaining to that sand, is going on well, even after the project, the, the actual construction of the sand dam exits.
0: So the construction of the sand dam, assuming that will take a, a number of weeks or months to actually do, how long will a sand dam typically last if it's looked after by a local management committee formed in the community?
1: It's been said that most of the research point that um, a sand dam lasts up to 60 years. And some of the very oldest have lasted up to 100 years. And what happens is with very low maintenance, as the sand um, uh, fills up to the wall, the community comes again and raises that wall. So in a way, increasing the capacity of the water that is retained. So in a way, up to 100 years if it's well maintained.
0: That's amazing. And what about now with climate change, you know, more erratic weather patterns and maybe longer periods of drought which many of the communities that the Salvation Army is working with is experiencing firsthand. How relevant are sand dams in that fight against climate change?
1: I think uh, they are very relevant in that they help to conserve the little rain that comes even if it's seasonally. We find that in most of the communities where we work that they receive maybe one rainy season and that has been reducing with with the impact of the climate change. And what we encourage by, by constructing the sand, it means that no water goes to waste because ultimately when the river flows, it, it goes up to, to a dead end where it, that water is not useful. But if it is retained along as it goes through the the riverbed, then it is able to provide for the community. And we and since we also, alongside the sandam, construct uh, a shallow well, uh, the community is able to access that water very easily from the shallow well beside the water. And uh, I think the final benefit is that Asandam helps mitigate against climate change because the water that is reserved is used to, to grow things like trees, which we know that the more the forest ca- uh, is, is enriched, the more trees that we grow, we reduce uh, or we create a good carbon buffer for, which mitigates against the impact of climate
0: change. And, and what about some of the wider impacts, like, I mean, water is so crucial to life, isn't it? And the access of water impacts the lives of women, of girls in particular, um, the, the conflict around water when there's a short shortage. So a sand dam coming into a local community and being used well, what are some of the, the sort of indirect wider impacts which might result because of that sand dam?
1: Uh, yes, uh, Sandam has lots of trickle impact in the community. We see that um, by simply constructing a um, Sandam, we the community is assured of uh, an all-year-round source of water, and it means that women and girls will spend less time trying to access water. If they know that the shallow well has water, we then they reduce the time that they would have otherwise used. And that time is invested in productive activities. We have seen education improvement as uh, the communities also learn how to grow nutritious food along the riverbed we see that uh, they are able to earn some income which can be invested in education needs like uh, paying school fees. It could be health issues like taking their children to to see a a doctor and they have to pay some fees. Uh, We also see improvement in health. Uh, When communities do not have clean water, then they are vulnerable to all the waterborne diseases, and we see that um, by simply having a a sand dump, the water is filtered through the sand and then it is accessed through a shallow well and that water has been researched and found to be very clean and safe for consumption. there is an also aspect of uh, women empowerment, as women are freed to to invest in other economic uh, activities. Then they also learn, they increase their, their income levels and they also lead a, a healthier life. In most communities, women have to walk four to six hours a day carrying around 20 kilograms of water either on their head or on their back and even when they are pregnant they still have to do some of those chores and that risks their health and their spinal formation and also when they are pregnant it risks them having miscarriage so in a way it helps empower the women it looks at some of the issues that they deal with on a daily basis and also the Village Saving Loans Association, which we also include as part of our holistic approach on the Sundam project, enables women to learn leadership skills and decision making, conflict resolution, and also about saving financial management. And this all helps the women and empowers them to, to be better participants in their community.
0: As always, you can find out more information on our website. Follow the links in the information we've posted on this episode. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram and YouTube. Follow and subscribe for news of upcoming episodes. Thanks for listening.